of seven leagues in the semifinals or final here this week. So can't complain. I keep waiting for uh, my fantasy league to like flip over so I can see our matchup next week and like who he's got yeah, playing. Yeah, keep. Yeah, you got to keep like moving it over. I, I, when I looked at it, it didn't look like he set a lineup yet because there was no projections. Yeah, that was, um, at least as of now, I think it, yeah, it's like a Wednesday thing. I saw Sleeper does that too for the one league that I'm in. Yeah, he usually um, played a day. Yeah, which is uh, fair. looking at it now, he looks like he did set a lineup, and the projections were predicted to win by three. Actually, one forty-three to one forty. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, Joe Burrow, DeAndre Swift. CMC, ETN, CD Lamb, Christian Kirk, Justin Jefferson, Darren Waller, and the Bills D. So, going to be a tough, uh, tough out. But no Jalen Hurts for him, so help that should help us yeah. slightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We will see. Um, hey, for now we got some start sits. Um, and speaking of Jalen Hurts, yeah, Minshew's in here, so we'll bring him up eventually. Um, but kicking it off with some Jaguars, we have uh, Lawrence. At the New York Jets or Purdy versus the Commanders? Who do you want? Yeah, pretty easily Lawrence for me here. You know, it's Thursday and the Jets are a good defense, um, but he's been hot and he looks to really have taken that step forward this year. New coaching staff, second year. Uh, and I think you can trust him. You know, Purdy's been good. Commanders defense hasn't been great statistically, but I think they are a tougher out. Uh, and Purdy should be fine. You know, should not great, but not, you know, you know, not great, but not horrible. Just kind of somebody, you know, middle of the pack. Uh, but I think there's really, you know, more upside with Trevor. So I'll go Trevor. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, kind of regretting trading him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that that's a pretty easy one. I mean, I could definitely see a world where Purdy outperforms, but you know, Jets defense, pretty good defense. But yeah, the, the Jags as a whole look good, and uh, and Lawrence looks pretty good too. So I'm with you. I'll take Lawrence. Next up, Lamar Jackson versus the Falcons or Justin Fields versus the Bills. Um, I, again, assuming Lamar plays, um, I don't think I want to, he's got such a good matchup, but rushing quarterback coming off a knee injury hasn't performed from a fantasy perspective that much this year. Anyway, I think I'll go with fields, but there's some hesitation there given, you know, it could be a, um, a snowy kind of game. So it might not be great for fields either, but uh, I like that situation more than Lamar and the knee injury and all that stuff. How about you? Yeah. I mean, for all the reasons you said, uh, there's maybe a little hesitation for fields, but I think it should be a you know pretty similar, maybe game script that we saw with the Eagles and, and um, bears and fields, you know, it's just fine. Uh, you know, obviously not a ton of passing, but he did throw two touchdowns. Um, didn't rush, you know, for, I touched down, but got this fair amount of yards. And I think the game script should be pretty similar there against the Bills. Um, just a little worried about Lamar coming off the injury. If he plays it, I think we still haven't got anything definitive on that yet, right? No. Nah, just that I don't think he practiced today. So obviously it's not ideal, yeah. but still early. Yeah, I think there's going to be situations where you have to play Lamar, but this isn't one of them. Fields has been really good, and I think you can trust him here. Awesome. Uh, last quarterback one in, and it's Mr. Minshew. Would you rather play Minshew at Dallas or Goff at Carolina? I think this is the closest one here for me. I do like Minshew. I think he's going to be fine. I think you're going to look at like a 250 and two, 
probably a turnover, right? You know, maybe an interception. Um, but the Dallas defense is tough, so I think you know limits kind of that super boom upside. Uh, but he does have the weapons. I mean, he played you know fine last year without having a guy like um, AJ Brown at his disposal. Uh, you get AJ Brown, you get a second year Devonta Smith. So I do think the weapons are there for Minshew, uh, and I think he's someone that you can pick up and play if needed. But I think there's a little more stability with Jared Goff. His, he, you know, he's getting weapons healthier. We're getting Jamison Williams more integrated in the offense. Um, and it should be, you know, Carolina's been able to hang around in games. So you know, if they can play you know, decent football, this could be a game where you're going to need some throw passing from Goff. Uh, it should be you know, at least decent weather down in Carolina, not one of these northern games um, that could see some rough weather and affect the game. So I'll take Goff here. Yeah, I'm with you. Minshew could be fine, but you know, coming in for his you know first real action of the year and facing a good defense in Dallas could be low scoring. Um, so yeah, I will uh, I'll stick with Golf pretty easily here. I mean, I could definitely see a world where Minshew's fine. You know, we know he can air it out, um, but I just I really don't see the reason to to roll the dice. So yeah, I'm with you. I'll go Golf. Right, uh, moving on to the running backs half PPR, Joe Mixon at New England or Walker at Kansas City if he uh, plays. I know I think he didn't practice today, Ken Walker, or is maybe limited, so um, still some TBD on his availability, but Mixon, Ken Walker. Yeah, assuming he plays, um, maybe gets a practice in. Like I don't know if I'd play him if you know he's a, doesn't practice all week and then he's suddenly active, but Provided he gets a practice in, I think I'd go with Walker. The mix and matchups kind of worrisome. Um, where Walker should be used plenty against Kansas City, I would assume. Um, but pretty close. Um, hopefully I'm wrong, considering we'll be starting Mixon. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think you know if everyone's healthy um, and we see you know, practicing from Walker, I like that. They're going to need to rely on him if they're going to have a chance against Kansas City. Um, Joe Mixon, I think we'll see what New England does. They've been pretty good against the run. Um, do they you know, shut down Mixon and, and force him to pat beat him to the pass? Uh, I think we haven't really seen a ton from Mixon, in, you know, recently since that huge game in Week Nine. Um, so maybe Bill Belichick elects to try to take out a Jamar Chase or, or work on the passing game, and the running game can kind of benefit from that. So I think it, you know it's not a bad play either way. You're probably looking at RB two flex category for both of these guys. But if everyone's healthy, I think I'll take Walker as well. Yeah, and if I'm thinking, I'm wondering if the Patriots' run defense might be a product of the team they're playing. I mean, they're always got a good run defense, but you're you. Th- mm-hmm. I'm thinking they play Buffalo. Not a great, you know, Singletary's fine, but you know, not great. They play Miami, who's been good for fantasy, but like they're fine. The Jets were good at the beginning of the year, but their run game's kind of petered out. Um, so I was just wondering if maybe that's I'm trying to pull up their schedule. Um, they're the Raiders at Arizona, Minnesota's good, obviously. Indy week nine. I don't know if JT was still playing or not, so who knows about that? Uh, Detroit early on when Swift was out. I mean. Eh. Could just be a product of facing teams, mm-hmm. not great running teams, but um, we'll see, I guess. 
Let us hope. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, next up here, full PPR, Travis Etienne on Thursday at the Jets or um, Shrub White at Arizona. Yeah, this one is difficult. Uh, Etienne probably has a higher upside, but a tougher matchup. Um, Rashad White, you know, splitting carries with Fournette. So I think definitely going to cap his upside, but has the easier matchup of the two. I, I think I lean that way just because I don't think ETN's done anything in a little while. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he, he's been pretty His most it. recent week, he had a he, he had a good week um, this last week against Dallas. Uh, 19 for 100. Uh, two catches for 24. Didn't get in the end zone, but still scored 13 points in PPR. Anything prior to that? Like the, uh, the previous no, weeks? Dud weeks there, uh, yeah, three okay. eight zero coming off the buy, so definitely was cooled off after having a pretty good middle of the season going into his buy. Yeah, yeah, and, and kind of the same. Rashad White's cooled off um, a little bit as well. They're using Fournette more. I, I think I lean that way for the matchup. That's really what it just comes down to for me. Yeah, and I think with White, you're seeing him involved in the passing game. Uh, this most recent week was an odd one. Only 11 carries and two targets. But other than that, the last three weeks, he's been at five, eight, nine targets. So you'll love to see that. And the usage is still there. The matchup's really good. Really down the stretch here, Arizona, Carolina, and Atlanta. So really good uh, you know, for both him and Fournette. I do like that. I, you know, worried, you know, that yeah, your floor is a lot lower there. So I think, you know, upside play, I kind of like the the white option, but if you're looking for maybe a higher floor, you know you're going to get more work, I think, out of Travis Etienne. Uh, it is a Thursday game, so those are always a little messy as well. Um, you'll have you know, a couple guys go off, but can be a little wonky sometimes from a fantasy perspective. So I think, it, you know, white, but it, this one is really close for me. And I think if you want a safer option, I think it's Etienne. Okay, perfect. Um Speaking of not safe options, PPR, uh, would you rather go with Moss versus Chargers or Singletary at Chicago? I think this is easily Singletary for me. I mean, good matchup for him. Obviously, weather, we'll see what, how that affects him. I think it's only going to help him you know, if there's bad weather there. I think Moss was a mirage. You know, They had a huge lead, and they didn't want to give it up, so they gave him the ball 25 times. And then you see what that did. They blew the lead. This is a matchup where I expect them to be down without a guy like Jonathan Taylor, you know, really dynamic player. I think you're going to have Zach Moss, you know, involved, but you're going to need to throw the ball a little more to keep up with this Chargers team. And uh, I think I probably would rather play like a Deion uh, Jackson here instead of, especially in full PPR, instead of um, Zach Moss. They're not thrilled with either, but I like Deion Jackson more. Uh, and then this matchup, definitely Singletary. Yeah, I um, I'm with you. Ultimately, I'll go Singletary. I just I don't trust Zach Moss. Um, you know. With that said, Foles is going to be the quarterback for the Colts. The Chargers, uh, one of the weakest teams against the run. So, like, if they want to do like an, an establish the run kind of situation, um. They, they might be able to do something like that. And that would really benefit Moss. So I think he's probably got higher upside just because we haven't seen a ton of upside at a Singletary. Um, 
but the risk is immense. It might not even be him. <laughs> and like you said, it could all just be a mirage. Like we've seen plenty of Zach, um, Zach Moss on a good team to suggest he doesn't have it. Um, so yeah, I'll go with Singletary, but if you want a moonshot, I'd, I'd probably go Moss. All right. Brings us over to wide receivers. We have full PPR, Gabe Davis at Chicago or Deontay Johnson versus the Raiders. Yeah, this is pretty easy. Um, Gabe Davis has been pretty average for quite a while now. Um, has the snowy game. Uh, Deontay Johnson has been getting better. Um, and has been pretty solid for a few weeks now. So I think it's easily him for me. I, I don't, there's really no debate in my mind. How about you? Yeah, I think the only thing is you keep an eye on the injury. He's been limited in practice uh, today again. Uh, but coming off a season high, 10 catches, 98 yards. So if he's healthy, I think you have to play him. Um, you know, maybe you can argue there's more boom with Gabe Davis if you know he finally can put up a big week there with Josh. But you know, this is definitely a disappointing year for any of the Gabe Davis truthers that were you know went all in on him and, and you were expecting him to really take that next step forward. Um, whereas a, you still have Deontay, you know, he still looks you know like a good player. It's just you have that young quarterback um, that's hurting you, but. Mr. Trubisky, likely the quarterback, I think. You know, but even if it's Pickett, uh, I think it's you know Deontay is someone you got to roll with here. Uh, moving on, half point PPR, Garrett Wilson versus the Jaguars or Christian Kirk at the Jets. Yeah, pretty close, I think. Um, you know, Kirk probably a little more you know boom, um, and obviously these are both a Thursday game, so you don't have you know the full week. Uh, rest benefiting one versus the other. I'm just going to go with the better player in my mind. That's Garrett Wilson here. You know, even if it is you know, with Zach Wilson you know, throwing the ball, uh, Garrett Wilson still you know came up with a, another good week last week in uh, in half point scoring. We're looking at four for 98 on nine targets. Uh, so. You know, Christian Kirk still could boom and, and is probably still a decent play in uh, most places, but Garrett Wilson, I think at this point, is just kind of you know, an every week start. He's proven it with really quarterback, you know, after quarterback at this point. Yep. Yeah. If he had a down week last week with Zach Wilson, I'd probably be more down on him, but, you know, he didn't. Um, he was solid. So, yeah, I'm with you for pretty much all the same reasons. He's got plenty of boom to him, he's more reliable. Um, Kirk. You know, as we've seen in the past, is kind of like hyper up, upside is you know the, the the top option for the Jaguars, um, but also has a tougher matchup. You know, Jets defense pretty good, so yeah, I'll go with uh, Mr. Wilson as well. All right, um, next up here we're talking boom halfway in PPR. We've got Zay Jones coming off a huge week um, in that same matchup there against the Jets or Amari Cooper back at home here uh, versus the Saints. Yeah, I'm, you know, I said every week, I ain't, I'm not trusting Amari Cooper or Deshaun Watson until I see something out of him. So I'll go with Zay Jones and I'm not really thinking twice about it. I don't, he's probably got the lower floor, I guess. I mean, I'd have to really like look at his, uh, let's pull him up real quick. Let's look at his fast scoring here to see what his floor is. Um, he got two points against Detroit, but other than that, man, looking at his past few weeks, 32, 17, the, the 2.6, 22, 10. I mean, his floor is pretty good outside of that too. So 
yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with Zay Jones in all situations. The similar floor, higher upside, pretty easy for me. Yeah, weird to think, but that's what happens at the end of the fantasy football season. You have these situations that you don't think you'd be in. Uh, so yeah, I think it's Zay Jones staying the flames here. Um, or he could be fine, but you know, it still looks like they're kind of getting up to speed with each other, Tim and Watson. Uh, so I don't think you're going to really be thrilled by you know, many weeks here down the stretch. Uh, you hope that there's brighter skies you know, going into next year because Amari still looks like he has it. It's not like he lost it. You know, we thought maybe that's why the Cowboys wanted to move on from him, but still look like he has it this year. But I think you're probably looking at next year for you know, some more hopefulness there out of uh, Mark Cooper. And uh, the last question, we got a uh, flex question here. Um, your boy, Christian Watson, or J.K. Dobbins, or sorry, Watson at Miami, or J.K. Dobbins versus the Falcons PPR? Yeah, I think um, we're going to have to see about J.K. Dobbins. I believe he you know, rested today. Um, so you know, you're looking at you know, making sure he's healthy as we get closer to the end of the week. But Falcons are a great matchup for Dobbins. I think he is... You know, pretty locked into an RB2 this week. Uh, PPR hurts him a little because he hasn't been catching the ball much um, since he, really all this season, but you know, definitely since he's been back. But he's been really efficient on the ground. Um, so I like the floor of Dobbins. Uh, you, you're likely going to need to throw the ball there you know, for Green Bay to keep up with Miami, and they need to win because they still technically are alive. Um, Watson, I think you have the, the boom out of him for sure, but yeah, I do worry with the you know game, the team's game planning for him. He'll probably get the top corner there in Miami, and we see Romeo does back. We see um, Alan Lazard and and uh, Randall Cobb all involved. So I think Rogers is really going to try to spread it out. And I think you have the most upside with Watson. Um, I think here in this situation, I'd probably take the floor play of Dobbins. I actually have this decision in, in half point scoring, so it makes it a little bit easier. Um, for a flex play in one of my leagues here. And I think I'm going to go with Dobbins. It's close, but I think I'm going to go with Dobbins. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, especially given the quarterback situation. Like if Lamar plays, they're going to lean on Dobbins, provided he's fine. Uh, if Lamar doesn't play, they're going to lean on Dobbins. So like, it's just the guaranteed workload. You know, if you, if you need sky high boom, you know, you're a, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the word. You're a, uh, you're not the favorite. You're the underdog. There we go. If you're the deep underdog, um, I was going to say anti-favorite. Um, if you are the deep underdog, uh, Watson's got your upside, like 30 points. Boom. Um, but, uh, if it's a normal game, yeah, I'd probably go Dobbins. I'd hope they'd lean on him, but you got to check those reports to see if he's okay. All right. So we'll move over to the trade portion here. As, uh, as we are here at the end of the season, looking at full-on dynasty. Uh, first one here, Superflex and tight end premium. Trevor Lawrence, Sky Moore, and the 208 in this year's draft. Or Daniel Jones, Jahad Dotson, and the 107. This is very difficult, I think. Um I don't really care that much about Sky Moore. Maybe, but he hasn't shown too much this year. Um, 
Daniel Jones is the problem. Like getting Dotson and the 107 is really nice. Um, then you look and you're like, well, you could have a starter in Daniel Jones, but maybe not. Like I don't like I haven't heard people calling for his head this year, but he hasn't mm-hmm. been great enough to guarantee a job next year either. Um, or maybe two years down the line. Whereas Lawrence is ascending seemingly. Like we're seeing what he was drafted for and it's a super flex league. And so, I mean, getting him a young quarterback like that in a super flex league would be huge. He was getting a back end second and sky more with him, which just isn't a lot, but I think given it's super flex, I have to go that way. I just, I don't like it. I hate super flex leagues. Um, but I think I got to go up for Lawrence's potential and what we've seen. What about you? I'm curious. Yeah, I think this is close. I think it's a, you know, decent uh decently to fair trade i think i would go with the lawrence side unless you're like loaded at quarterback and, and you know in super flex leagues you're never you can never really have too many um unless you're sitting there with like uh you know let's say somehow you have josh allen and pat Mahomes, right and Lawrence is your third you probably still don't want to make that trade right because they're so important but yeah, i think you have to be loaded to really want to make this move because if you're trading away lawrence you know getting dotson's nice but he's still going to be in not the best quarterback situation and still behind Terry, who just got that deal. Windows seven's nice, but you're probably not getting one of the top tier quarterbacks. Um, You're probably not going to get B. John Robinson there. So uh, I think it's, I think I would go with Lawrence after what we saw maybe earlier in the season, it's a little more comparable because you're still worried about Trevor. But for me here, I think it's pretty easily Trev uh, here. Okay. Trevor's side. Yep, that makes sense. We're aligned. Um, next one, just standard PPR. Jalen Hurts and Cooper Cup or Dak Prescott and Christian McCaffrey. Big boy yeah, trade here. This is a big one. I think this is a pretty fair trade. Um, it's, it's, you know, not super flex. So I think that leans it a little more on the CMC side. Um, there's probably some, you know, Cup and CMC, it's probably somewhat comparable, but you you know, we'll see how Cup recovers. Probably has maybe a longer shelf life than CMC, but I don't know that we have those boom years left. He's probably you know not going to be that top top you know five ten guy anymore. Um, you know he could be. We'll see with Stafford if you know how he and Stafford both look when they come back. But we know what we have in McCaffrey, and I think that offense is only going to get better next year. Um, well, it, I guess it depends what else you have, but Dak's not a bad starter to to move forward with. You know, obviously Hertz looks like one of the top guys in the league, uh, but it could be a good situation, you know, to capitalize on that. You know, downgrade to Dak, which isn't that much of a downgrade from a fantasy perspective. You know, and, and year to year, you're going to see quarterbacks very. You know, you, you'll have your Josh Allen and your Pat Mahomes, but even they have got years where they'll kind of step back to the back end of the QB one. So I do think I'd probably take the CMC side. If this is a super flex, I'd probably lean the other way. Um, but you know, I think here I'm, I'm leaning the CMC side. Yeah, I I find this one difficult. Um, I think I do lean the other side. I think I'd rather, and it mostly comes down to just the wanting hurts over Dak. I think. Um, I think Cup can be a one in the future, and. I think we always need to keep in mind that running backs fall off hard. And 
you couldn't sell McCaffrey or you didn't sell McCaffrey at his peak a couple years ago. Then you kind of got burned for a few years. And I feel like you've been given another chance to move on from him before, you know, the bottom falls out in whatever a year or two or whatever it may be, you know, running backs get hurt in the Shanahan system all the time. It could be next week. Um, so I think I take the hurt side, but I mean, I agree with everything you said too. Like, I think it's really close. It's a good trade. All right. Uh, next up here, another super flex double tight end. Um, so you know, don't look like we have a 10 premium, but you're starting two. Travis Kelsey and Geno Smith or Deshaun Watson in a 23 first. Yeah. I, um, I don't know if we've ever gotten a question on here with the, a start to tight end kind of situation. Um, despite his age, I think I'm going the Kelsey side, you know, you're getting, you know, it's, it's hard to it be hard to find two tight ends. So starting off with the best is a good start. And then Gino, a very good super flex that I, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't start next year. Um, Watson, I would expect to return to form next year. Late first is solid. Um, but, you know, a late first isn't going to get you a good quarterback to help you with the super flex side. Um, in a two tight end league, it's not going to get you a top tight end either. Um, so, yeah, I'm on the Kelsey Geno side, I think, pretty easily. I do worry about his Kelsey's age, but um, seems fine this year. You know, no reason to doubt him for now. So I'm taking that side. Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, even... Yeah. I'm on the fence because it's like, if you're rebuilding, I guess you could argue the other side. You get the pick. You get maybe what Watson could become. It is super flex. Um, but I think, you know, if you're in the middle or definitely if you're contending, I would just ride whatever we have with Kelsey out. I think he, you know, his career is extended because he gets to play with Pat Mahomes. I think he's going to want to stay there, you know, for the rest of his career. And, We'll see how long that is. You know, maybe he retires this year. I doubt it. You know, but he's a guy that wants to go out on top. Looks like he still has a lot left. I think he probably got at least, you know, two to three years left. Um, and, and maybe he just stays around even after his prime is over, you know, to kind of just be that stalwart there and try to continue to, you know, win with that team. So I think I'll take the Kelsey side here, but I, I can understand if you're rebuilding, you want to get that pick, you know, you, you probably get you think you know maybe one of the top tight ends then the late for late first or prospect and you know take watson because you're looking at the super flex so i can understand you know going with the upside there but i wouldn't be surprised if gino and watson are you know pretty similar when it, you know would all said and done even next year from a fantasy standpoint yeah I, and that's a fair point to the rebuild if, if i was rebuilding and i'd give up kelsey i'd, I'd in a two tight end league, I'd like to get a tight end back, man. Try yeah. to send Kelsey and get Dolchich or McBride yeah. or even Hawkinson, like a younger guy that's at least startable. You know, it's so risky yeah. going in with no one, unless you already have two. You know, yeah, maybe you have another guy and you're planning on drafting one and, and you know, you're rebuilding, so you don't necessarily really care if you're winning or not. Yeah, yeah. Like if that team has Dolchich and Hawk. Like you got a starter in Hawk and a good upside young guy in Dolchich, then yeah, cool. But I'd really like to get someone back. But anyway, sticking with, oh, Hawkinson's in the next one. Sticking with uh, some tight end talk, PPR, uh, Goddard and Calvin Ridley, if you've forgotten that name, um, mm-hmm. or Hawkinson and Brian Robinson. Yeah, I think I'd take the Goddard and Ridley side. I mean, Hawkinson obviously has had some, you know, upside and, and some big plays, but he's, I think he's even been disappointing there in Minnesota. I don't know what it is. Like he 
is always in that top 12, right? When it come when you're thinking of tight ends, but it doesn't seem like he's been able to break into the top five, whereas Goddard clearly looks the case and paired up with a young quarterback. Uh, you have good receiving core. I just, I think he's the guy and, and I'm intrigued to see what Ridley has, right? He, he, maybe he's not a wide receiver one anymore, but on a, what I think is going to be a good offense. I think he's could, you know, fit right in there with the Christian Kirk and, you know, Zay Jones, let's say he could easily be the wide receiver two between them. Um, I like Brian Robinson. Didn't love him coming out. So I think it's maybe it's a good time to capitalize on him and buy low on a Ridley, uh, you know, maybe try to make, an argument that it's an even swap at tight end, but I think it has a pretty good upgrade to Goddard. Yeah, I think it's an upgrade as well. Um, I just, I think what we've been seeing from Hawk is just what he is. You know, provide. You know, Kelsey retires and Hawk's a free agent, goes to Kansas City mm-hmm. to talk. But you know, for now, you know he is what he is. I think. Um, so yeah, I think Goddard's. Um, Solid. Not that Goddard's, you know, not that he's been the world's best tight end either. Um, but I, in fact, I'm like, so asking you, Will, as an Eagles fan, there's been a lot of hype for Goddard for years now. He's been an Eagle for what, like five years now? Ertz at one time was like top three in the league. Goddard was the heir apparent. He hasn't gotten close to top three. Like, are you as an Eagles fan disappointed with Goddard? No, I mean, think obviously the team has. You know, been good this year, and that's helped. Um, but I think we saw when he's healthy, he's the number two target on the team. Uh, you know, Smith was definitely behind him, and we'll see what happens when they come back. Because Smith has played really well, but I think Goddard looks the part. He, I, I think he is a top five dynasty tight end easily. When you look at who's there, um, you know, who do you really want to have going forward? I mean, you can definitely argue Kelsey, but you know, you're looking at a shorter lifespan. Mark Andrews, you know, probably is in there definitively. Um, then you got what George Kittle, Pitts. I, I, you know, you're hard pressed to say that you know Goddard isn't right there with the two of them. So I, you know, just as a fan, thrilled to see that there. When you're looking at it from a fantasy lens, you know, you're you're looking at the, the you know the receivers that are there as competition. Whereas as a fan, you're looking you want to have as many of those good weapons there to complement each other as possible. And you know, you're, you're going to see games where one does well games where another does well. And that's a good thing. Whereas in dynasty, it's not so much. Yeah. There you go. Very fair. Very fair. Um, and then, yeah, like Ridley, you know, obviously Ridley was really good, but he hasn't played in two years now. Basically he'll be on a new team, new quarterback. So we'll see, but you know, he's young enough to where he'll be fine. Um, Brian Robinson's been fine. It's hard to lose a running back, but I like that upgrade from Hawk to Goddard. So uh, I'm with you. I will take the Goddard side. All right. Our last one here, Dynasty Superflex, Kyler Murray, the 208 and the the 308 here in 2023, or Jordan Love, Mike Williams, and the 107. Can I uh, remind you of a name that you haven't heard of in a while? Yes, please. But it, it actually hasn't been long at all. Bryce Love. Bryce Love. Huh. Yeah, wow. It's been a while since we've really thought or heard about him. But it actually has. I feel like it's been like three years. Yeah. Um, and that other. Uh, and he was a top top tier guy before he went back and injured himself. Yeah. Who was uh, Who was the 
Washington running back that was really good and got in trouble with the law. Um, I know you're talking about. Bryce Hall came after him. We traded for him at one point. <laughs> all this was not that long ago. No. And you said you said he went from Washington to San Francisco. No, no, no. Me and you traded for him. Uh, Darius Geis. Guys, yes, Geis. yes, yes, at uh, LSU. So Bryce Law or Bryce Love came in after him in uh, Washington. But anyway, I saw Love, and he was the first thing to pop in the mind, believe it or not. But um, anyway, uh, <laughs> to the question at hand, um, I think it's pretty easily the Kyler side. Like it's super flex. I know he's been disappointing, but you can't give up on Kyler Murray and a super flex on the hope that Love forces a trade and he's a starter and he is actually good. Um, Mike Williams, obviously very good. 107, solid. Um, but for Kyler, like, wipe all the pieces out. Would I trade Mike Williams in the 107 for Kyler in, like, the 208? Yeah, in a super flex? Yeah. Like, the, the potential that love could be something if he can get traded isn't... Like, I get it, but I, I'm not trading Kyler for that roll of the dice. Yeah, Kyler's definitely the you know, best asset here, and I guess you could say, you know, this is the argument that you know, Kyler's hurt this year. He's still never really took that step. Like, he's had flashes. He's had stretches where he's been good, but never really fully put it together. Um, I'd be interested to see, like, what his finishes have been as a quarterback here, right? You you see, was he year four, five at this point, or five or six, because he just got that new contract right yeah i'll tell you if you give me a minute yeah let's see if i can pull it up here uh, so this year it doesn't matter we don't care about this year right um yeah so weeks one through 17 i'm not going to count the last week because nobody plays on the last week last year he was quarterback 10 um let's see here the year before that 2020 quarterback two okay um so that's pretty good 2019 let's see here he was seven uh, 2018, he was not on the list, so I'm assuming he was drafted. It might have been, yeah, when he was drafted there. So he just got the contract, but it makes sense to give it to him before uh, you know you get into that. Yeah, so one flash year, basically. The end of it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, maybe it's more an NFL thing. He's more disappointing from an NFL standpoint than a fantasy standpoint. Um. But like, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. And obviously you're trading low now with the injury, but I wouldn't mind trying to get out from under him. I don't think this is the trade to do it, though. Yep. I am with you. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, hey, that's going to take care of the start sit episode for this week. One more to go. We are done. Um, always fun. So good luck this week, everyone. Um, tune in next Tuesday for the waiver show. Until then, trust your board.